The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Firkin Trees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. Fjortan met a Kuotoa. He saw the Kuotoa pressing frogs against its head. Fjortan wanted to be a part of that, so he let himself get caught. He is discovered to not be a frog and gets thrown against a wall. He evades the Kuotoa briefly, but then is caught and thrown against a wall again. This time, it is enough damage to drop his wild shape. Fjortan, back in normal dwarven form, casts Entangle to capture the creature. He is able to tackle them, and successfully ties them up. Meanwhile, Jeff and Peter decide that since they don't know what happened to Fjortan, they should go to the bar instead. They bring Cicero Gwyn with them. Fjortan, meanwhile, has no idea how to get out. In desperation, he presses foreheads with the Kuotua and explains that he just wants to leave. Fjortan is given directions and sets the fishman free. Fjortan grabs the box of frog food and sets off away from the frogman. Peter and Jeff are talking things out with Gwyn up on the surface. They learn a bit about him and then they talk rumors. They look around for a wizard and they find one. Jeff buys the wizard a drink and waves them over. So there is a significantly shabby hedge wizard who is here um this gentleman is very agreeable to being uh being sent a drink um jerry why don't you give me a first name and josh why don't you give me a last name seamus hosborn and sam why don't you give me a uh what would you call that? Like a title or declaration, like the great or the brown or a whatever. Um, let's see here. Just looking at him here. And what was, I'm sorry, I missed that. What was his name? Seamus Hosborn. Hosborn. Seamus. Hosborn. Seamus Hosborn. The brown. That's pretty good. This guy looks like he doesn't I show up. Do, 
looks pretty shady. I want to be the shady. The shady. So a drink is slid down the counter here, and Seamus Hosborn, Hosborn, the shady, he turns around and uh, and looks around the bar and locks eyes with you, Jeff, and uh, raises the goblet towards you with his with his grog or whatever he's drinking in it. You gonna give him a little salute back? I do. I uh, I'm bald headed and don't wear a cap, but I kind of give him a nod and wave him over. Ah, wave him over, no less. All right. You wave this individual over. Like, as soon as he sees you waving over, he kind of gives like a, oh, I don't mind if I do. And uh, he scoots over to sit down at your table at the fourth and empty chair there. Um, I would say Cicero is a a little bit thrown off that you're adding to the party, but he's willing to watch and wait to see what happens. And... Seamus looks to you and introduces himself. He says, oh, what, what kind of an accent do I want to give this guy? He looks, he looks super disheveled and super crappy and just like, like he's never seen the inside of a bathtub. And then he sits down and looks at you and goes, Hello, gentlemen. How may I be of assistance to you? Oh, you seem like a wise wizard. I may be. What are you wise in? I am wise in the ways of the universe. In the ways of what? Tell me, what wisdom is it that you seek? And I will tell you if I have it. Well, we were poking around some frogs, see? And, uh, our friend Fjorten went missing. And I was wondering if there were any wizardly things he might do to help us find our friend. Ah, you seek a sought-after friend, Mm -hmm. a lost soul. How long has your friend been gone? I don't know. What do you think, Peter? Uh, about 45 minutes. Well, I guess I'll speak for Peter. Hmm. Not long. Not long at all. Have you anything in your possession that was his possession? Um. Uh. No. (laughs) 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 I don't think so, because he absorbs everything. That he takes, uh, you know, he takes everything with him when he turns into whatever he turns into. I don't know, unless there's something back at the, at the apartment. He says, "Oh, your friend is a druid, then." That's right. Yep. Hmm. Strange are the ways of druids and the deep magic they pull from the earth. Tell me, have you touched him recently? Um. <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. Jeff, have you... And how about you, big man? Um, not that I recall. Well, that puts us in a real boner of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, well, what's the last thing I can remember him touching is that box of drugs that we took to Emma's. Oh, uh, yeah, that was earlier today. So, uh... I guess we could go get the box that the drugs were in. <laughs> he says, well, it would be better than nothing, but, well, let's try this instead. And he holds out his hands uh, in either of your directions in a, like, give me your hands gesture. Will you give him your hand? Yeah. yeah. Jeff? Sure. <laughs> 
very hesitantly and gingerly, uh, he <laughs> reaches out and grabs one each of your hands sitting on this side of the table. And he closes his eyes and he goes, and then he pauses and he opens one eye and looks up at Cicero and says, get another round. And then he goes back to, (laughs) and he is able to, with a natural 20, uh, he, his eyes shoot wide open and they are milky white all the way across. His pupils are all but gone. And he says, your friend, he's below us, almost straight down. Maybe behind us, to the west, down, but behind us and down. He's underground. Hmm. Do you, is he okay? Mm, seems to be. Is he scared? Mm, let's do a little divining roll here. Ooh, with a one, he says, yep, can't tell. Lost it. I lost it. And he lets go of both your hands. Uh, something about a scaly fish penis? Uh, <laughs> what? He's, I'm losing it. I'm losing it, it. It's a weird mix of intimidation and jealousy. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't seem like there's anything to be worried about. I guess he's still alive. And uh, if he's underground, I don't know how the hell we're going to find him. Unless... Hey, uh... Hey, uh, Cicero. Cicero comes back to the table with four... Uh, I think Cicero's a, a red wine drinker. He sits down with four mugs of red wine. And as he's sitting down, he's like, well, this is the best they've got. Yeah. And uh, and slides them and like kind of almost somewhat disdainfully slides it over to your hedge wizard friend. Hey, uh, Cicero, this wizard's telling us that our friend is underground. You wouldn't happen to have any knowledge of, you know, maybe some underground passages or anything like that in the nearby vicinity? He says, underground. Uh, tell me, wizard, if you can, which direction? And uh, Seamus indicates, like, well, he's behind us. And Gwyn says, well, that's, that's odd. Because that's to the west, and well, there's only one part of the city that has any kind of a, a, a septic system of any kind. Uh, we, I mean, we're we're working on it for future uh, generations and whatnot, but but there's really only there's really only sewers beneath High Town, and they don't extend underneath the river. So if there's underground passageways over here, well, it's news to me. Hmm. Well. Is there a way to get into that area? Well, the sewers in High Town, sure, but it wouldn't help you on this side. <laughs> Somebody opens a door. <laughs> it did sound like a door opening. Uh, let me. I don't, I'm going to have the two of you roll me. Just roll me a d20. Let's do a little luck roll here. See which. See whether this turns in your favor or not. <laughs> Chunk 16. Where's luck? Oh, just give me a d20 roll. Oh, okay. Two. You, were, you <laughs> rolled religion. Yeah, it's a oh, d20. All right, fair enough. Uh, all right, well, strikes and gutters. 
uh, ups and downs. So let's see here. How do I want to play that out? Do you guys, let's use some terms from, uh, from another game. Do you want to succeed at a cost or fail at an advantage? What does that mean? Like, uh, you can have something you're going to, you're either going to get what you want, but it's going to cost you something or you can fail, but something better will happen. Something else good will happen. <laughs> Jeez. Sounds like Jeff is failing already. Is a, yeah. Is that a failure or a success? I don't know. I, Sounds like a dairy day. Part of me feels like we should fail. Yeah, I kind of agree. All right. So you guys are going to fail with an advantage. Uh, so let's see here. Sam, let's keep you abreast of the game here. So they are, they're asking Seamus Hosborn, the shady, whether or not, uh, or Seamus rather is listening in, in this conversation. And he's trying to think if he knows of a way to get down to this, um, you know, places beneath the city where you happen to be. Mm -hmm. And he can't think of anything. So that's where you're going to, that's where it's going to fail. Um, but Sam, I want you to come up with what good thing happens instead. What good thing happens instead? So he can't think of anything. Um, he doesn't know directly of a way to get down to where you are, but something, anything really good happens out of this. Well, I would like to think that maybe he knows a guy. Who would uh, who would actually know a little bit more information about the town, even more specifically than what he probably would have given around this area, being in Tiny Town? All right. Well, you're next to Tiny Town, but you're you're oh. you're darn close. Maybe he knows like the town oh. sewer master or something like that. Yeah, something like yeah. And engineer he was like, hey, I don't know if he's like, and then he's like, wait, somebody talk about underneath the city? No, probably. I don't know why I went Hank Hill on that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking it, Bobby. Get out of the dark. We're talking about city and city accessories. <laughs> nice. Uh, so let's see here. What? How, how is this going to turn out? Let's just say that he does know somebody. He says, well, chaps, I don't know that I know of a way to get down under. But perhaps I might know of another way I'll be back and he slams the, the first drink that he had and then he slams the wine and he exits the bar and y'all kind of just watch him go like well what the fuck okay and uh, after a few minutes you resume normal conversation from that point let's cut on back to Fjorten who is underground he's got an army of frogs following him he's got a box of food that these frogs want and he has come to an intersection. The tunnel is sort of Y-shaped at this point. You've been coming up the base. There are two paths that proceed forward, one to the left and one to the right. What would you like to do? Do the frog show any, in, any indication about going either way, a left or a right? Mm, the frogs are just staring at you in the box of food. <laughs> and what about the, uh, the water? Is it trying to... I mean, is there any water at this point? 
there was no water in this part of the cavern. If you remember, okay. the water went southwest and you went mm -hmm. north. Um, well, actually, I would like to think, do I, can I kind of determine, like, which direction I'm heading in town even? Like, am I, uh, do I know my east, west, north, south? Uh, so you... Do, do, do. So, if we're looking at the big old map here... Yep. Uh... I think I would be going, because if I went, yeah, if I went there and then I went west, and then I probably would have known I was going west. Uh, you were going north, actually. I was going north, okay. Yep. You took the north path, mm -hmm. and you get the sense that you have traveled, uh, let's say, it's not terribly far, but you have traveled to... Do, 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 where do I want to put you? I'm going to have you be... You see where I just clicked? So you are just north, you think, of where the town market is. So there is the the bridge that goes over where the Heart River flows into the womb. Mm -hmm. At that intersection is where the Courtesy Gobble is. Right next to the Courtesy Gobble is the town market. And you're like a block north of that, such as it is. Well, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and go left and I'm going to spread a little bit of this little frog feed behind me, see if I can get some frog followers. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You start spreading some frog feed on the ground, and you notice, well, for one, the frogs are just going apeshit over the stuff that you're spreading on the ground, because they're happy as all get out. And uh, you're traveling along, you're traveling along, and you get to, you know, you've been traveling for another... Um, well, it's really hard to tell distance at this point underground just because you're you're now starting to rapidly slope upwards. Ew. And eventually, you find yourself in a... So where you've been traveling in so far has been a fairly rough uh, carved out cavern. And then you get to a point where that cavern becomes a little smoother. And then you get a little further on and you come to an actual uh, door. There is a door frame that has been, um, what would you call that, uh, like stonework set into this cavern to block off the wall. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a door, a wooden door with iron, black iron hinges and other metal plate work. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, try to see if this door is unlocked. Let's just see. The door is locked. Ooh. Alright. I'm gonna go ahead and pound on this door and see if there's any response. Mm-hmm. You pound on the door. And there is no response. I rolled two fives in a row. Wow. Alright, let me go ahead and check my... Let me check my... My stuff. You've still got a couple dozen frogs following you, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The frog gang is all here. I'm gonna give it one more good hold pound, if I can. I will give you one more dice roll for a good pound. Giggity. Oh, and that's a one. <laughs> all right, well at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of desperate. I have my hand axe with me. I'm gonna start slashing at this door here. Ooh, damn. I want it's to get like, out of this place. It's like we're playing Divine Origins 2. 
bash that Divin- door down. I think it's called Divinity. Divinity, yeah. Not like getting a lot of sleep here, man. I'm trying to stay up late and play video games and edit a podcast. And anyway, you start hacking and slashing at the door, and uh, you know what? Let's have you roll me a d20 this time. Not one there. Fifteen. A fifteen, huh? Fifteen. Fifteen. So with a fifteen, you get to about your like eighth swing. And with your tiny little hand axe, you're really not doing a lot of damage to this door. Like, you're taking some splinters off, but it is bound in iron, securely locked, good hinges, good stonework. But in between your heaving swings, you hear the sound of approaching footsteps from the stairs that are beyond this thing. Uh, And you can tell because, well, gosh darn it, some things just sound like people coming downstairs. (laughs) And what are you going to do? If I can hear it, I'm going to stop slashing. Now, look, I wasn't actually slashing at a door. And uh, I saying, hey, is anybody in there? Hello. All right. Uh, From the other side of the door, you hear, hello? Who's who's there? (laughs) Uh, Just some guy got lost down in the the tunnels. Um, Anyway, I can uh, get out of here. I'm going to have you roll me some persuasion. Roll persuasion. Or that will be a 19 to persuasion. A 19 to persuasion. Let's roll a roll on their side. All right. You hear a, a scuffling and a clinking, and then you hear what sounds like a key being put into a lock, and then that lock unlocking. And then the door opens just a crack, and there is a city watch member standing there holding a spear in your direction. And oh. he says, what the hell are you doing in there? Uh, and then I kind of like point back at the frogs. I'm like, uh, something, I was following these guys, and um, one thing led to another, and I got stuck down here. I'm just being honest. One thing led to another? And then yeah. you... And now you're in the tunnels. This is... Well, this is... You're, you're going to have to come with me. And uh, he opens the door a little wider, and uh, he's definitely keeping his spear, like, sort of trained on you um, and indicates for you to go around him into the room. All right, well, am I a little frog buddy trying to follow me? Uh, if you're still holding that box of food there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you holding that box of food? I I did not let go of this box of food. All right, so you... walking walking around this guy like he asked. You walk around the dude, and he slams the door behind you as quick as he can, because he sees these frogs starting to jump forward. And, uh, and you hear a lot of very disappointed croaking from the other side of the door as he... Uh, re-locks the door and slides a big bolt across and you see from this side of the door now that like, yeah, this was pretty darn secure and there was no way your little hand axe was going to get through it. And, uh, and he says, all right, up, up, up the stairs with you. And, uh, I would, uh, keep my hands above my head with my little frog feed and then start heading up where he would leading. He walks you up the stairs around a corner uh, he walks you past a um, another couple of city watch guys, and uh, 
You know, actually, why don't you... Why don't you give me... What would be a good role for this? Well, I'll just ask you instead, how's this? Have you ever been in the City Watch building? For whatever I would, reason. I would imagine not. I mean, I would know... Sylvie would be my only connection to the City Watch, but I have no reason to be in there. Okay. For the most part, I'm not at, like, not against him or anything, but no reason to be with him. All right, so he, you don't recognize this place, um, but you do see that there are other people that are here from the City Watch, and as you're passing by these people, all of them are looking up at you like, what the fuck? Where did you just come from? Where was this guy? And uh, this guard, he kind of is like, you know, not poking you with the spear, but definitely kind of corralling you. And he corrals you towards a open and empty jail cell. And he says, get, get on, get in there until we can figure out what the hell to do with you. That sounds good. And I, I would, I would name drop at this point. I'm like, well, if you could possibly reach out to Sylvia, Sylvie, O'Halloran, um, I, uh, she would, she would vouch for me. I'm not trying to do any mischief or harm it was just a big old misunderstanding here well we'll we'll look into that why don't you just get in the cell and then we'll we'll ask around for you i'd, I'd get in the cell be All happy right. i'm not under the stinky sewers and i'd actually be looking forward to some rest anywhere about now i would imagine you are you get into the cell and there's a a little bedroll on the ground and a bucket of water and a empty bucket. And you hear the door close behind you and clank locked shut. And with that, we will cut screen on back. I feel like maybe this one would be a star fade back to Peter and Jeff at the bar with, uh, with just Cicero at this point because Seamus has taken off. Um, what are you guys doing? You're uh, maybe another two, three beers into it at this point? I think we should go home and go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what choice do we have? Right on. Hello, VGAT fans. How's life? How is every little part of your life? Things are fine here. Obviously, we're all still doing the remote recording thing for the foreseeable future. Uh, At least I figured out the dice tray thing, though. I really miss that sound, even if I'm the only one that has it. Friends, I want to reiterate something that I said uh, some episodes ago. We are deeply deeply grateful for any of you who have become our patrons and supported this show. It's exceptionally meaningful to us that you want to help us out and keep the show rolling. It really is. I'm honestly shocked every time I look at how many of you are helping us on Patreon and just how many people are listening in general. It's wonderful, truly. I also want you to know that we care about you. I mean, like, Yeah, we don't know all of you personally, and I'm not going to sing you Imagine from a Bubble Bath because I want you to believe we're best friends or anything like that. This isn't Hollywood, and I don't need to lie to you. What I mean is that if you're listening to this show intentionally, uh, and you've been listening and you continue to listen, 
it, it means that you laugh at the same things we laugh at and you like the same kind of stories we like and you find the way we questionably play D&D at least somewhat reasonable and fun. And while we may never meet in the flesh, there's a connection there that I'm really grateful to feel. What I mean to say, in a really roundabout way, is that if any of you are having a tough time making ends meet during this crazy, never-happened-before-in-our-lifetime thing, that's totally normal, and don't worry about it at all. If you need to cancel or suspend or whatever you need to do on the Patreon thing, do it. Just keep on listening. We're doing this because it brings us joy, and we want to bring you joy, too. We're like the Marie Kondo of podcasts. Anyway, don't even worry about it. Just just don't even worry about it. And, you know, if you need something from us, reach out and we'll see what we can do. Anyway, I just wanted to let all of you know that we are, all of us, grateful for each and every one of you just for listening. So, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And that's all I'm going to bore you with today, friends. Let's get back into the action. You guys decide to settle up, excuse yourself from Mr. Gwyn, and make your way on back home. Uh, Mr. Gwyn says to all of you, or rather, he, he just asks you, like, you know, if he's got anything for you guys to do work-wise, where could he find you? And you let him know that you can be found at the Sneaky Brisket. And with that, he bids you adieu. All right, man. You step out into the street, and uh, your your bushy uh, Seamus Hosborn. Hos- I always want to put it like a Z sound. Hosborn, the shady, uh, comes clapping down the street, running in his flip flops, and he says, "Oh, oh, your friend! I have found him. Come with me." Huh? Fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> At least someone sounds excited. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you found him? All right. I picked that name, Hosborn, by the way, because <laughs> I posted a thing on Facebook, like, it was one of those stupid things, like, you go by your initials and pick your old-timey baseball name, mm. but then it got me looking at old-timey baseball names, like real ones, and my favorite that I came across was this guy called Old Hoss Radburn, so I just old combined Hoss and Radburn. I think my name from that list was Crazy Eggs. Crazy Eggs O'Rourke. <laughs> mine was Crazy Hogs. Crazy Hog McGraw. <laughs> Those are both great. Cra- crazy Eggs and Crazy cra- Crazy Hog. <laughs> that, that should be right. like a pair of twins or something we meet later. <laughs> crazy Hog McGraw. <laughs> and then Crazy Eggs McGraw. What? What is all right? So I think we got to explore this avenue for just a second. What would you do in your lifetime to earn the permanent nickname Crazy Eggs? <laughs> yeah. Um. Huh. It has to be some kind of like you're carrying a bunch of eggs, and then you juggle them. Well, it's like you know, like you tripped or something, and then like you dropped the eggs into a 
You tripped and it was like a cartoon. All the eggs went up in the air and they all landed exactly in the crate. Well, what if what if it was you were carrying a big basket of eggs and it was like, I don't know, whatever the Malotan equivalent of Easter was and the eggs, like, yakety sack starts playing in the background and the eggs just started rolling everywhere, like downhill and... <laughs> <laughs> and like people re recounting the story are like and then one went up old lady Hossburn's bum <laughs> <laughs> old lady Hossburn that sounds like a real person <sighs> there'd be like it, like every did you see the one that ran through the nursery like, and it just every egg had a crazy and that was the day we called him crazy eggs McGraw from that day forth Old crazy eggs. Be a great way to just recount that recount that story, and it'd probably be like the real event was just the eggs kind of went, you know, one or two places that were a little weird. But uh, seventeen years later, every time the story's been told, it's gotten a little wilder. One of those eggs shot clear across the river, hit an oak tree that had been standard for nigh on 200 years, fell over, and landed on a cow. <laughs> and I, I couldn't think of anywhere crazy to go with that one, but you get the idea. The cow kicked the yellow dog that's always standing in that field. And that's how we got the name Crazy Eggs. Well, anywho, so the wizard has come back has demanded your attention, telling you that he knows where your friend can be found. What would you like to do? Well, I'm pretty tired. I was going to go home, sleep. It's pretty late. I've had a lot to drink. What do you think? Oh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, go about your business, then. But, uh, wait, um, it's probably, yeah, it's probably more important we, we find our friend. Yeah, it's probably more important. I, I believe when you see his predicament, you shall agree. And he leads you north and west along the main road in the town here, past the market, past Tiny Town, past some houses that we haven't decided what they are yet, past the... What do we call it? The watering hole? Where uh, Fjordan's friend works? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you're starting to get a little concerned because it's like, is this dude going to lead us like out into the wilderness or out into the farms outside of town? Old Shady is living up to his name. Shady up to shady business. But instead, he takes a quick left just before the gates and enters the city watch building. And with a very dramatic flared gesture, he reaches out his arm and slams down his wizard's staff pointing in the direction of the jail cells and says, There! There is your friend! Oh. And sure enough, there is Fjortan Firkentrees in a jail cell. And he raises eyes to look up at you and says, I found out about the frogs. Whoa. Fantastic. You can tell us about it after you serve your sentence. <laughs> 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 what is my sentence anyway? Uh, what, right, what is the... What's going on? Right now, you don't know. This guy just uh, grabbed you and put you in this jail cell because uh, he just didn't know what else to do with you. Uh, is that guy around? That guy is not around. He has gone to go find somebody that is in more charge than he is to deal with this so he doesn't have oh. to. 
Uh, Sophia, how the how the hell did you get into the cell? Oh, man, um, I couldn't find my way back out of this place. I got, uh, well, I guess I would start at, is there any other guards around listening to my tale here? Uh, there are people around, but no one seems to be paying you any particular mind. They're looking over now and again, because why the hell are all these people here visiting a guy that came out of the, like, underground? But, nah, nobody's really eavesdropping too closely. That's good. Well, I'd probably actually, if they're allowed to, can they come over to the jail cell a little bit closer? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was kind of like, whisper them over. I'm like, hey, come here. I'll tell you what's going on. And then I would tell them the tale of, uh, I totally forgot what this thing's name was even. The th- what thing? Uh, the, um, yeah, fish. Oh, the Kuatua? Ko- How do you say it again? Uh, well, Ku- Kuotoa, I think is how Kuo. it is. I'm guessing on that, but. Write that in, because I'm not going to remember that. Kuo. Like, Ku-o-to-a. All right. Well, tell him about the the fish Kuotoa and how they were using, he was using his mind to read the thoughts of the frogs. Um, why was he doing that? I, uh, didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> so what but did you find out? That it hurts to be thrown against the wall as a frog. Twice. Oh. At that. And then, uh, I learned he has a really scaly penis. Um, probably, uh, good girth and, uh, length. And, uh, it's it's comforting though, I I liked it, okay. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, so where's this where's this fish guy with this large tongue? <laughs> and then I'd tell him about the underground tunnel, about how I couldn't get back the way I came because I wasn't a foot tall, and tell him about the underground sewer system. That I think that's not really a sewer system. It's just like a network of caves. A, ne- a network of caves down there. So is he still down there? Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I mean, he pointed one way, he went the other way, and I really didn't want to deal with being down there carrying this fish monster. So is he is he tied up still? As long as I know, his feet are flopping around, but his upper body was tied up. Oh. Did he- and then do any of uh, my companions know about the Kuatoa at all? Why don't you all give me some history rolls? Or uh, nature, sorry, nature rolls. Eleven. Nature. He said nature? I said nature. Okay, well. Six. Uh, with that, I think... I think Jeff is like... Fish man? I've heard of fish man, but you don't really know anything concrete. And, uh... And Peter... Peter, you don't know about the Kuotoa. Do you do you think that he do you think that you rather would pretend to know about them? Would you like knowingly nod even though you don't know? Or would you just admit you don't know? I would I would knowingly I would just like nod along, like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Fishman. Mm. Alright. I'm also I'm I'm really uh Liking the the montage shot, you know, with the Sam's voiceover talking about the scene, and then it it's there's just a shot of him between the bars with his hands, you know, spread about a foot and a half apart, 
gesturing <laughs> at you guys. <laughs> this big. <laughs> and it grabbed me, and then... <laughs> um, so yeah, that's... um. Oh, yeah. And then um, I'll show him my little box of frog food. I found some frog food down there. So should we... Do you think we should go back down there and find this thing? I I think we should, but... Uh, before then, it looks like I'm in a little bit of a predicament here. I don't know what's gonna exactly happen, so... If you would wait for me, that'd be cool. I'd appreciate it. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose we can do that. What would you like to do? Well, I told him the story of the, um... Kind of the frog man I met down there, and here we are. Um, any because we said nobody was really around looking at us, correct? There are and some some guards here. There's the like the main jail guard that's keeping an eye on you, and there's a handful of other city watch folks meandering around the building. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. Um. So why did they put you in jail? You know what? Um, I think they were really confused why I came up from the sewers. Uh, looks like nobody really does that often, so I'm kind of suspicious, I think. I mean, I told them my story, but uh, actually, I don't think I really told them anything. Oh. I just said I got lost. Is the, uh, is the, do you see the guard that arrested you around here at all? He said he was going to go to look for Sylvia Holler in for me. I'm not sure if he really is or if that was just kind of a, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Um, do I see him around? You do not see this individual around. And he he went out the front door, which uh, Jeff and Peter just came back in through. So there's at least maybe some credibility to that story. Hmm. Well, um, where's this? Where's Sylvia? That's a great question. I want to go ask if they can find her. Well, let's just fast forward right on to that then. As you are all waiting around and, you know, I'm trying to figure out why the heck you're locked up and what you're going to do about it. That guard who went out comes back in and he's got Sylvie with him. And he says, that's the one. He says that you know him and you can vouch for him. Come on, Sylvie. Can you vouch for that that guy back there behind the bars? I don't know where I'm going with this guy. <laughs> And uh, she looks across and she's like, Fjorten, what what happened to you? Why are, why are you in a cell? Oh, you know, I mean, I just saw some frogs going underneath uh, the bridge. And I was, you know, just curious. And I got stuck down there. I couldn't find my way out. Also, I just want to say, looking at the picture of Sylvie, I think she's got a much deeper voice. Oh, that's right. She does. She's a. Uh, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Grace Slick or whatever her name is. No, not Grace Slick. That's the lady from Jefferson Airplane. What is this lady's Grace name? Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Right. Yes. Wrong Grace. Um, all right. Well, let's just do that again then. She comes in and she says, Fjorten, what happened? Why are you in this cell? <laughs> Good retake. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would say, you know, I, I saw some frogs. <laughs> <laughs> just 
whoa, why are you yelling at me? Um, I just saw some frogs going underneath the bridge, and they were all going in there, and I got curious, and uh, I got stuck under there. I couldn't transform anymore. You got so stuck under a bridge? Out. What yeah. is the matter with you? What? What are you even talking about? You know, I was kind of curious what was going on. What What bridge? What, what frogs? What are you talking about? You're not making sense. Yeah. You know, I get curious about my uh, adventuring things, and um, maybe at a few drinks. I just kind of don't want to lead on to uh, our buddy that we're working for. That's my whole my whole <laughs> wait, uh, thought here. Wait a second. Weren't we pretending that we were drunk? You had not anything to drink at all, right? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no sense Web. stopping pretending now. <laughs> Web of lies. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, we're just... Uh, Jeff and I are just kind of standing there like, <laughs> we don't fucking know what happened, so... Yeah. Hopefully the story works out. <laughs> so, and I would you, indeed tell him that there's a a little hole underneath the Heart River where the bridge, uh, where a bunch of frogs just kind of go in. And uh, you see there's a lot of frogs around here, so just kind of adventuring around and seeing where that led. Apparently there's a tunnel system underneath the city. So you see a hole and you go into it. That's right. <sighs> And she like she's got a really exasperated look on her head or on her on her head. <laughs> Wipe that look off your head. <laughs> <laughs> she has an exasperated look on her face. And she starts turning back to talk to some of the other people there when the front door bursts open behind you all of the sudden. And calmly standing in the doorway is a rather large man. He's got some uh long black hair and he's accompanied by six guard members oh, I'm going to show you guys the picture of this guy oh he's oh. one of these guys Fuego Sheriff Fuego enters the building and he looks around measuringly at each one of you and then settles his gaze on Sylvie and he says oh Halloran well, that's really good <laughs> that yeah, was really good that's pretty good. Uh, she says, oh, Sheriff, these are some of my friends. They were being stupid, but and he just cuts her off. And he says, I was briefed on the way here. Thank you. I'm well aware of what they've done. Unlock the cell. And one of the guards that's with him comes forward and unlocks the cell. Uh, they close the door behind him. Fuego steps forward. And he says, the city watch is here to protect Terragard. From thieves, from monsters, and from fools like you. You appear to have stuck your foot in it, and I suggest you are the ones to extract that foot. He looks to the guards around him, and then he looks back to you and says, Send them back in, bolt the door. If you return, I expect either viable intelligence or a Kuotoa corpse. Preferably a great deal of both. Oh. And with that, he waves a hand for the guards to do their thing. Sylvie kind of steps out of the way. And the uh, all of the guards that are in the office come in, grab the three of you, and haul you back on down the stairs. They open the door that Fjortin came through not so long ago, stuff you through it, and then uh, slam it shut behind you. You hear the rather large bolts slide home, and uh, now here you are on the other side of that door again. Except it's all three of you this time. What would you, what, uh, what would you like to do? 
I guess I'll say, what the fuck? So he knows about the Kuatoa. Interesting. How do you, how did he know? Are you saying this out loud? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious to like do uh, my uh, do you fear, uh, Jeff and Peter know about Kuatoas? Like, what are you talking about? What the fuck's I'm, a Kuatoa? Yeah, I make up words too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just explained kind of like maybe I can make him remember, you know, frog like fishmen. Got little floppy legs, fish head, you know, <laughs> floppy, floppy. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and uh, really, um, yeah, oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, and then I'd say that's what's controlling the frogs. So what? We gotta go find this thing now, or not come back? I mean, the ulti- that was ultimate. That was we were kind of ordered to get this thing right. Nick. Are you asking me? Yeah, I am. I'm trying to recall what he his directions were. The implication was uh, you either needed to um, come back with this thing dead or come back with some um, information about where it is and what it's doing. Hmm. Okay. Well, which way is this thing? And then I would tell him to head back southeast down the corridor I was going down initially. We probably need a light for our buddy uh, Jeff here. Is, yeah, at this yeah. point, you've just got the light coming, you know, from the cracks in the door. Do we have torches or anything with us? Anyone's bags? Anyone's uh, loots? Uh, uh, you know, D&D players who have adventuring gear with them and at the ready. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I have a spell. Maybe I have a spell. I don't know if I prepared one. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. I have light. I have the spell light. I can light something. Are all my frog friends back? Are they still Um, down there? You're you're looking around and you see the box of food that you had brought up here with you. Mm -hmm. And there's like, the box is just tipped over and empty. And there's like two frogs that are hanging out in there like, you know. Mm -hmm fat and happy, um, but the rest of them appear to have uh, wandered away to elsewhere. I need uh, I need something that'll light. What could I light up? Light, light, light. What do we got? Well, my Warhammer. Uh, okay. You guys both have dark vision, yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it would be handy to have light on my Warhammer. Okay. I will cast light on your Warhammer as long as it's not larger than 10 feet in any dimension. And uh, it will shed a bright light in a 20-foot radius and a dim light for an additional 20 feet. Do you have any preference on the color of the light? Just regular light. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want like a, like a cool light or a warm light? A warm light. Okay. I'd I'll like some plain light, please. <laughs> One light, please. Uh, sir, we don't sell plain light. Plain light. Keep your fancy light. <laughs> like, uh, like approximately, where would that land on Kelvin scale of like light warmness? <laughs> How many like, lumens? Like, can I get a hex? Can I get a hex value on the color of that light? <laughs> All right, I'll touch your hammer, giggity, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll light it up. And. I probably didn't rest during that period, right? I'm still uh, kind of at the same spell limit. 
You were up in that station for, I would say, approximately a half hour, maybe a little more or less, but about a half hour. Not a I didn't really lot. need to clarify that because that is what approximately means. <laughs> All right, not enough. So still do not have my druid abilities to transform. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, you I mean, like you guys could try and rest in this cavern should you decide to, but... You sound like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Cool. That's like... Cool, 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 cool. When things are not cool. I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a little while now, and I'm wondering how much longer until the show just falls apart. Oh, don't... Why? Why can't you... Why do you have to do that? Well, because it's just like a skit comedy show with people being funny and shit. Like Exactly. Every time there's a show like that, there's character development that inevitably has to happen. People start dating. Maybe somebody gets married. Maybe whatever has a baby. I don't know. Shit just starts happening. And then eventually all the things that made those people funny in the first place are gone, only to be replaced by things that are less funny and more dramatic. I don't... I I mean, you know how many seasons of Cheers there were? There's a lot of fucking seasons of Cheers. Yeah, and you know when it fucking went downhill? When uh, fucking Sam started banging, uh, what's her name? And their relationship got serious. Uh, I don't remember her name. The blonde <laughs> girl or the... Yeah. That was like that was early. That was like the first couple seasons. That I was thought like... that was later. No. I thought it got bad when uh, Woody murdered Coach. <laughs> I was gonna say when Norm died, but yes, it's so much better. <laughs> spoilers, by the way, spoilers. Go back in time and unhear this if you want to watch all of Cheers without spoilers. Yeah, so he was Diane Chambers was her name, mm-hmm. and she was only in the first like five seasons. I thought for sure that was at the end. You know, honestly, I just watched whatever was on TV at the time. It's not like it was binging on Netflix. <laughs> Back in my day, they played shows out of order just to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about MASH. Dude. <laughs> so, here's the funniest thing is when I was when I was in uh, high school, uh, I had half days for my last year and uh so I would come home at like noon and the whatever fucking, I don't know, TBS or dumbass station that was around would have an hour of cheers and then an hour of mash. And I would watch slash nap through that and then go to work every fucking day. I hate mash. Yeah. What? Whenever I heard that theme song, I went up and played games. That was Final Fantasy time. Dude, mash. MASH is what defined drama for me as a young man, as a show that was both funny and painful at the same time. The episode where Alan Alda's character snaps and drags a latrine halfway across the country because he overhears that the North just doesn't, you know, is jealous of our uh, indoor plumbing. (laughs) It's like hilarious and heartbreaking. I can't believe you hate MASH. How do you hate something like MASH? I hate MASH. (laughs) <laughs> interesting justification any particular reason like did you hate Hawkeye or- no Hawkeye was the most uh, likable character on that show what about BJ Honeycut? I didn't like BJ Honeycut. I didn't care for who was the bald guy was that not, a, not a BJ guy thunder lips stupid thunder- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is hot lips Houlihan I'll have Thund- you know yeah, hot lips 
<laughs> Blender lips, cooler cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're using that character name. <laughs> I like radar. Radar is good. And uh, who was the guy on the dress? Klinger. Uh, Klinger. Oh, yeah, Klinger. Klinger. Uh, well, anyway, back in D and D land, you guys are in this hallway. You're deciding what to do and where to go. You've got a lit up warhammer. Tell me about what adventuring you'd like to carry on with. Well, you know, first I'm wondering if you would like to tackle some, you know, social issues or, you know, of, of the day, you know, within our experience in D and D. And I'm just wondering how you could incorporate those into the story. I think that uh, we can represent a lot of things through D&D. We can both work out past struggles and mistakes that we've made, you know, ourselves or things that we've been witness to or uh, have had thrust upon us and uh, really just role play those feelings out. Yeah. One time when I was younger, me and my cousin touched wieners. Are you going to touch wieners with a cool toe and then hug it out? (laughs) I wouldn't. No. (laughs) We've heard what kind of wiener it is. He could he could reach from around you, like behind you. He could be like giving you one of those like like the shoulder, the firm shoulder grasp, and then that turns into a hug, and then his wiener sneaks around the side and touches tips with you. He wouldn't have to like reach around, I guess. He could I mean just, it would like, be a full on reach around. I'm just saying, like he could just, you know, like make it more convenient. He could just like bring it up around the back or something. It's true. Do you think if you if you had a wiener big enough to be like prehensile and all the rest of it, do you think he could just like space dock with you? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, we're, so we're just uh, all right. Well, time to find the fish man. Mm-hmm. Hey, does this yeah, fish man I, smell? Oh, does he have a smell? Mm, probably smells like fish. I had to take any, a guess. Do we smell any fish? Yeah, we. Um, I said we were walking down the uh, out south, uh, going. A little southeast, looking for fish man. All right, so or you guys are going to area. You're proceeding in mm-hmm. to Fishman territory. I was about to say Fishman Lane for some reason. <laughs> Fishman <laughs> Jones. That's where, that's where you live. Why don't we just go there? <laughs> <laughs> Take a little trip down to Fishman Lane. It's so Fishman Lane remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you guys, you travel, you tra- travel. Uh, I believe, if I'm remembering our adventuring correctly, there was only one intersection that you ran into, really along your uh, your travels back. And so, you probably remember which way to go from that. You don't really need too much. Yeah, there's just that one division point going north or south. Campaign 2, Episode 18, Crazy Eggs, was released on April 19th, 2020.
For all of you future people who just get to listen to this all in a row, wouldn't it suck if you had to wait seven whole days for the next episode of... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Wiener, 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 wiener. Penis, pepin, 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 penis. Pen, pepin, 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 pen, pen. Penis.